Hi, David. Hi, Alexander. How are you doing? Good. So we're talking about esoteric Christianity, what it's really about. Indeed. So do you think Christianity is about Jesus? <laughs> well, yes and no. Um, it, it certainly, I mean, the word Jesus, as you would know, I'm sure, um, is, uh, is a rendering of potentially two different Jewish words, which were either, um, or maybe even three Jewish words. Um, usually um, people either say Yeshua or Yehoshua, or sometimes just Yeshu. And, um, and, and of course, Yeshu is the, is the problematic one because that can actually mean a, a number of different things. But Yehoshua means Yahweh saves, um, and it's just a form of Joshua. And Yeshua, uh, Yeshua means saviour. Um, so in a sense, yes, it is to do with Jesus, but probably not in the way that most people think of Jesus. Um, most people have an idea of Jesus, which is um, a guy who lived in the first century, um, you know, started, you know, started his ministry at the age of 33, did a bunch of things, um, and and then, you know, was crucified and, you know, like this was, was actually... Um, okay, you know, so whole, how whole should we of, be thinking about Jesus? Um, so we should think of Jesus... Okay, so where I go to is I go back to Paul, and Paul says that um, he became aware of Jesus. This is this is different from what you'll find in Acts, which is written, you know, a good hundred years after the events that are purported to have happened. So Paul is only maybe Paul's writings were only maybe twenty years, maybe even less than that, maybe only ten years after the purported happenings uh, in Palestine. And Paul actually never talks about a Jesus who. Um, he, he never he never mentions a Jesus who lived on earth. Um, he talks about Jesus as being found in the scriptures. So you you won't find anything in Paul that talks about him on the road to Damascus, you know, suffering a, you know, you know, having having a, a vision and all this sort of stuff. Even though he does talk about having visions, he doesn't talk about. Uh, he, the sort of visions that he talks about are quite different from the ones that you sit, that you hear in, uh, or you you know you read about in Acts. So, so, um, so Paul basically says. So you're you know, talking about a kind of. Yeah. You're talking about a kind of uh, spiritual Jesus, a, a Christ consciousness, rather than a physical human being. Indeed. Called. Indeed, and now that's not to say there wasn't a physical human being, but uh, but the but but the, the the most important thing is that when you get into the esoteric side of Christianity, uh, you're really that's what you're really talking about. You're really talking about, as you say, Christ consciousness. Um, yeah, or, or or you know, and Christ is just another way of saying King, so King consciousness, and and historically kings. Um, you know whether you realize this or not, uh, whether 
you know, most people realize this or not, kings were actually, um, they were the equivalent of a high priest in, in the very, very old, in the very old days. They were the conduit between, uh, between God and, and, uh, and, and, and everybody else. So, you know, the king, the, the king acted in that, the king acted in that way and was, a. And that's why oftentimes the kings were considered to be sons of the, you know, the sons of God, um, you know, mm-hmm. so, so there's, so when we talk about Christ consciousness, we're really talking about the, the word Christ is a, obviously a Greek rendering of a, of a Jewish word that means anointed, but the particular kind of anointing that they're talking about is the, is the kingly anointing. You know, it's not just, it's not a just, you know, I anointed, uh-huh. my t- I, I anointed my table or I anointed my salad dressing, you know, which, which is, which you can use, this, <laughs> you know, you can use, <laughs> you can use the word in that way too. Because <laughs> anointed just means putting oil on. I, I might, I might start, I, I might start anointing my salad dressing. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Anyway, the 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 sense in which, the sense so, in which it's normally so, used is, is this this other sense, this kingly anointing, this uh, this um, uh, and it doesn't it it, uh, it it yes, it means putting oil on something. I mean, that's what the word anointing means. Um, you know, it's the same as the as the you know, it, it's got the same meaning as the word unction, which you know you, you get from um, mm-hmm. you know uh, final um, you know final the the final unction. Um, so what do you call it? Um, uh, the so the so when when you're dealing with um, it's actually not called the final unction, but I can't remember off the top of my head now what what the what anyway. The, these final. are words that that you you never come across outside of church. Mm, mm, indeed, uh, anointing and, and unction they're, they're like old phrases that have kind of now only seen in their in their sacred context. So they must have originally had other meanings. Well, they so. They, they mean this oil. Christ, they, mean, Christ, they mean putting oil on something. I mean something. oil. Something, putting oil on something. So this Christ consciousness, why is it important? Um, because we need to know who we really are. And, um, and who we, are we? We all need to develop, as much as possible, we need to develop this Christ consciousness ourselves. Um, and we may develop it in small ways initially, but we all need to develop this Christ consciousness because if we are going to know who we truly are, that's the way that we do it. That's that's how we that that's how we find out who we truly are. So, in answer to your question, who are we? Well, um, we are immortal and divine beings. Is is who we really are. Um, and that's a, you know, it's obviously a, um, that's a, that's a sort of a difficult thing, I think, for, for people to, to realize because it requires us to, I mean, you know, people can say it, I can say it, that we're immortal and divine beings, but if you've got no personal experience of it, you know, and you see the four walls in your, you know, or in, in the room in your house and you see the, you know, the, the floor under you and the, the ceiling above you or the sky above you and the earth beneath you. Like, where's this, where's this uh, divine, where, where is this, how do you know that we're divine? How do you know that, 
that that we are uh, immortal. There's, you know, everything dies, surely. So, you know, uh, you know, look at the, even the trees and the birds and the bees and the fishes and wildlife. Everything dies. So, but I say we're immortal. On what basis can I possibly say that? So, and what you, difference does it make? Well, um, a lot of difference. Um, if you are an immortal and divine being, it's pretty hard to push you around. Whereas if you are just a piece of meat um, whose consciousness is um, no different from, say, an artificial intelligence consciousness, then, uh, then, then, then it's it, you can you could be confused with artificial intelligence, and that might be a big problem. Hmm. So, yeah. So, so do you so, think it would make a make a big difference in people's personal lives when they when they discover this this inner nature that they have? Absolutely. Uh, the, I mean, the main difference is that. Imagine not knowing who you are and then discovering who you are. So, you know, the most people have no idea who they are. As in, when I say most people, I mean most of us have really a very small inkling of of who we are, and and we, you know, we we know our lives, the the, the life that we've had, um, mostly. Although, you know, you get past, you get back beyond maybe. Um, say for, for a lot of people, it's it's back beyond seven or eight, and they can't remember very much. And then there's a few people that can remember back to you know um, four or five and three maybe. There's very few people that can remember back to before the age of two. Um, but but at any rate, they know what they that you know you know what your life is roughly. You know you know that you came into the world and you know you learned these things. And and if and and if you've never had children. Um, you know, and, and you're growing up, and you're, you're relatively, you know, young, a younger person um, who hasn't had children yet, or for whatever reason has decided not to have children, and you're an older person, then you may never ever get the, you never may never begin to realise that um, that children come into the world not a blank slate. Um, but when you've had children, you you it's it's quite obvious that that no child is a blank slate when they when they arrive. But you might believe, uh, when you get to the age of say twenty or thirty or whatever, that you are that you were a blank slate and and you went through a series of things that educated you and um, and you know and you learned a bunch of things and 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 that's and that's who you are, and you would be wrong um, because you are so much more <laughs> you, you are so much more than the things you think you are, the things you think about yourself. Um, the things you think about yourself are such a tiny, tiny, tiny uh, part of who you are, and and we haven't we have only just begun to scratch the surface of what real human potential is because most people have got very, very, very little idea of just how much of who they are is uh, largely unconscious. And uh, and 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 has nothing to do with genetics, by the way, and also has nothing to do with the way that you were brought up. 
so um so so yeah there's, there's okay very... so so tell me about this this christ consciousness what's how does that help us to discover who we are okay um well the so the first of all when you start delving into um christ consciousness you have to make you know adjustments to yourself and those adjustments that you make to yourself begin to open up um new knowledge about yourself and what we call christ consciousness is really more like the opening up of these extra layers of who we are and and you might you know what 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 that contains is um you know that that might contain things like the archetypal world that you know cg jung uh you know was was uh carl carl jung was was so so um uh so fond of and um you know and and more modern um you know uh neo-freudians and and jungian people are, are very very fond of but it's not just that there's a whole bunch of um there's a whole bunch of extra extra stuff that uh doesn't fit into the the normal um the normal list of archetypes that you that you get in the in, in the, the you know the Jungian analysis stuff there, there's I mean even though Jungian stuff is fairly comprehensive there's there's other stuff there and um, for whatever reason Jung didn't talk about the, those those things but but there's ways of um, developing your consciousness to the point where you can begin to do things that you know regular ordinary normal people don't know how to do and and as you as you develop those abilities to be able to do those different things then it you know it you know it begins to open up more and more knowledge of who you are just the, it, it's but it's more at the level so of, of ability in some way the, than, you know, in some say, way the christ consciousness is oh, sorry what I was going to say is it's more at the level of ability. It's less at the it's less at the level. It's not so much a it's knowledge at the level of ability or it's know how, as opposed to uh, knowledge of or, or or knowledge about. So it's not okay. Yeah. So in some way, Christ consciousness is is an an energy that helps you to open up all of your potentialities is that right yeah i i don't even know whether it's an energy what exactly um, is this I, I don't i don't actually know whether it's an energy but what i do know is that uh is that when you move towards christ consciousness you begin to open up these other things and you begin to you begin to get access to past lives to um mm -hmm. to, to the archetypal worlds to um other abilities um you you begin so i i don't know whether christ consciousness is an energy it might be an energy for all i know but i don't know whether it is 
what I do know is that as you move towards it, as you make it, uh, as you make the decision to move towards it, and you and and you continue to move towards it, you begin to, um, yeah, you begin to to release access to, well, to to certain energies for one thing, uh, that that are not, um, that that are that are of a different nature from what most people would understand. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a bit like, uh, um, um, if you take something like Reiki, right. Uh, which is a, which is a well, a well understood, well, a well documented, um, phenomenon that occurs out there in, in the world. And, you know, there are some good Reiki masters and some bad, sorry, there's some good Reiki practitioners and some not so good Reiki practitioners, and there's some good Reiki masters and not so good Reiki practitioners. <laughs> um, but but nevertheless, there is this thing called Reiki, and 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 it has an effect on people, um, and that's well documented. So, the this 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 thing called Reiki is one of these types of and it's one of these types of energies that you begin that you can begin to get access to, um, or it, it's it's a similar kind of energy that you can begin to get access to, uh, similar to to the other energies that are out there. The Reiki, the Reiki energy is, is only one of uh, several. I, I don't know whether it's many or whether it's just okay. several, but there are definitely more. There's definitely more than one, and um, okay, and, and they're, they're you know they're they're different. So moving towards the Christ consciousness, how would you know when you're doing that? Um, well, the two commandments from um, Deuteronomy and Leviticus, uh, uh, which by which Christians are supposed to know each other, um, which is mm-hmm. the you know the two love commandments: the love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and strength, um, and the love thy love thy neighbor as thyself. Those two commandments, if if one is following them then one is certainly moving towards Christ consciousness. However, that is more difficult than it seems. So most, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, it really is. So, um, so, so most people find that a pretty tall order. It's not easy to do those two things. Um, And so you have to figure out how to do that. It's one thing to say, well, you know, go ahead and do it. Okay, yeah, fine. I'll I'll go ahead and do it. But but to actually to to know how to do it is that's where the esoteric part comes in. That's where that's why esoteric that's why it's esoteric Christianity because that part of it the the how bit that's the esoteric bit. Okay, so that's the interesting bit. <laughs> how do we get there? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there, there's there's a variety of um, there's a variety of ways, um, but you, I mean, the interestingly enough, the the Buddhist eightfold path is is a reasonable start. Like that. That's you know the that that's not a bad way of starting to to um, to, to do to follow those two commandments 
Um, also, the the um, the ideas around um, mindfulness um, are also not not mm -hmm. not they're, they're also pretty like pretty good ways of of starting. Um, so when you begin to watch yourself and catch yourself, um, then you know when you're not doing when you're not loving God when you're not loving your neighbor as yourself um, that's where you know that's that's a reasonable place to start now it, obviously if that were all that was involved so it sounds then... like you're saying sounds like you're saying that if you want to be a good Christian you should be a Buddhist <laughs> <laughs> well not exactly but um but but I'm saying I'm saying that uh, I'm saying that the Buddhism and Christianity have got actually quite a lot in common, um, which is you know again it's right. fairly it's fairly well documented. The the um, we there's also uh, there are also Christian meditations as well. Um, there's there, there's obviously um, the, the 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 taking of Holy Communion, the the Holy Eucharist, um, which has a definite yeah. effect. Uh, and, um, and, you know, if, if you were to, if you were to be involved in a Holy Eucharist every day and you were to take Holy Communion every day, you would gradually, um, it's, it's quite a gradual process, but you would gradually become more loving because that's the nature of what the Holy Eucharist is. It's a, um, it's a right. way of connecting. Um, so it, it's not a. A lot of people um, think that it's uh, to do with uh, remembering, um, you know, Jesus uh, on 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 Monday Thursday breaking bread and and uh, um, and sort of you know giving it to the giving it to the disciples and and you know and, and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, and that's all that's all well and good, you know, the the, the Last Supper. Um, but this particular rite, this particular ceremony of the Holy Eucharist, uh, while it might be a remembrance of that, it, it does quite a bit more than just memorialize um, or, or put into memory or, or allow us to, 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 to go back to that memory of that day. It does quite a bit more than that. It, it in fact, sets up um, uh, among the people who take it, it sets up uh, connections um, on a on a different level, um, and it and and it also sets up a connection with the Christ consciousness as well. But it's a very uh, it's uh, a very it's a very soft, very uh, like it's you wouldn't if you're expecting to get a wham, you know, big you know a big sort of uh, fireworks and stuff like that. You you won't get it. That's not. That's not how it is. It's a it's a very soft, very subtle um, connection and a very soft and very subtle energy, much like love, uh, as it happens. So, mm. um, so what you're getting a taste of is some of that, some of that love, some of that immortality. You're partaking in it when you when you when you take the Holy Eucharist. Now, that's that you know that that's that that's all that's all great right so so you just go along to to a you know to a service every day and take the whole eucharist well yeah but you have to be in the right sort of frame of mind 
Otherwise, no matter how much you know, no no no, no matter how much bread and wine, uh, or you know, wafer or whatever it is that you have dipped in wine, um, no matter how much of that you have, you're not going to get very far because you won't be able to pick it up. You won't be able to you won't be able to enjoy it. So there's a whole discipline that goes with that. Um, you know, uh, it, it's not a it's not just a it's not just a you know uh, do it to me, you know, and, 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 you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, sort of allow it to happen like that. It's, there's, there's an actual discipline or, a, or a, uh, there's practices that you have to follow in order to really be able to get into it properly. If you want to, you know, and I mean, I recommend vegetarianism. I mean, you don't have to be a vegetarian, but it, it kind of helps. Um, and, um, you know, and there's a bunch of other things that are. And do, and do you recommend prayer? Prayer. A lot of Christian traditions and people talk a lot about prayer. Is that mm. something that you? Well, it depends what it, it depends what you mean by prayer. It depends what you mean by mm. prayer, because you know every thought is prayer. Every every thought is prayer, so it depends what you mean by prayer. Um, if you mean asking God for stuff. Then I don't recommend that. Um, if you mean, uh, if you mean being grateful and thankful for what, for who, for where you are and who you are and the life you have, then that's that's recommended. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. Um, but I wouldn't go for the asking for God part. You know, oh, you know, because I, I know guys that like they sit and they read the scriptures, right? They read the Bible. And they're reading it. They're reading it. They're reading it as a way of kind of like they're they're making a bargain. Like I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray over this particular passage. There are some Christians out there that do this kind of thing, and they read and read and read, and and they over over and over and over this this passage, and uh, in order to get something. Now I don't recommend that. That's not right. That that doesn't lead to Christ consciousness. It leads to something, but it's not Christ consciousness. I mean, you know, those guys, they get stuff, you know, when they do that sort of thing, they, they actually, yeah. it, it has an effect, but it's not the effect long-term. It's really, it's not the effect you want. You know, you, you, you want to, you don't want right. to do that. You, you don't want to go down that, that road, but it, but you know, I mean, it's not, it's not that serious. It's not that bad, but again, uh, like some of my friends do this, right? So, <laughs> so, so um, uh, but I, I definitely wouldn't recommend. You know, if if you really want to, if you really want to move towards Christ consciousness, you don't want to be going. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be making bargains because you're not. If you do that, you're not making bargains with God because God doesn't make bargains like right. that. Like that's not. You know, that's not that's not really how it works. <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of entities. There's plenty of entities, kind of entities out there that will make bargains like that, but but not God. Yes. <laughs> Do you think sometimes there's uh, different levels of prayer, and people slowly uh, start on something that's fairly primitive, and then eventually get to a deeper experience? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm talking about moving towards Christ consciousness and developing yourself into. Uh, what they what the Greeks used to call theosis, which is becoming one with God. Um, 
Mm. So you know, it's it, it's it's deep in the in the Christian tradition. It's not this is not something that I made up, right? This is this is deep in the Christian tradition. I'm I'm talking about that, uh, but I'm not saying that you know regular people who don't want to do that and the, and they're just looking for you know a bit of relief can't ask for relief and stuff but that's not that won't lead to christ consciousness that'll that'll lead to that'll lead to something else i don't know exactly what it will lead to maybe i have seen i have seen people who start with this prayer please god to give me these things give me these things and then they start later on, you know, a couple of years down the track, they talk about it. And it's like, uh, thank you, God, for all the wonderful things you've given me. And then you fast forward another year and it's, ah, I like God. God loves me. I love God. And eventually they get to a point of, oh, I can just be in this peace with God. And, and they kind of evolve the start on something that is maybe not really about Christ consciousness but kind of eventually get to it yeah it can be it can definitely be uh, I mean I, when I was a kid I used to that was the way I used to pray you know like I was um, you know I was I was asking God for stuff <laughs> you know like yeah you know um, and, you know and, and, I, and I was I was born into this kind of like a, I was I, I I've I was in the sanctuary since I was 12, right? So, um, yeah. So, uh, even though you know I went away for for a number of years, but the thing is that, um, so you know when I when I started praying, uh, I was probably I was mostly praying for something, and then I was trying, and then later on I was trying to understand uh, hmm. who I was praying to. And, um, you know, so I, I don't, I don't know the, the progression that other people take, um, but, you know, it's okay to start wherever you start. It's just that, um, yeah. if you, if you're going to move in a direction, you want to move in a direction, you, you want to know roughly what, what direction you want to move in. Otherwise you kind mm -hmm. of, um, mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you potentially miss out on, on some good stuff. I grew up in a yoga tradition that was very, very against asking for stuff, very much anti-prayer. Yeah, well, the anti that um, kind of prayer anyway. And and it was very much yeah anti that kind of prayer. Yeah, so uh, I, I very much like I didn't do it for, in my youth at all. Mm. Eventually, I kind of looking out at the world, I, I, I started to have a little bit more of a forgiving view on that and sometimes i do it sometimes i don't it's not maybe it's not the highest form of spiritual experience but i'm not completely against it well you um as i, I mean, perhaps was earlier in my life yeah i'm I'm just saying i don't recommend it which is cool like you know um yeah you know like uh if other people want to do it that's up to them but uh i'm, I'm just saying that that if you go down that road, um, you, yeah, you and and you go down that road, um, 
and it doesn't lead to it, you know it doesn't because what the reason I'm saying that is because I know people who go to, who have gone down that road and they haven't and they're still going down that road. So, um, right, and and you know, and they have been for years. Now they have the best of intentions, right, about what they're doing, because they think they're doing. They think what they're asking for is, is you know, is going to make things better or do God's will on earth or whatever it is, right? Um, but, um, but but they're still doing it. You know, as in they've they've sort of they've flipped it a little bit and they've changed it into into something else that's more about you know where where they've got this idea that if if they if they're able to achieve X and God helps them to achieve X, then they're re- that's really doing God's will. You know, that that's really that's really doing God's will on earth because right. as far as they're concerned, that's that's God would like that. You know, that kind of idea. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so if you're not if if you're Wanting to pray in a way that is deeper yeah. and more to do with Christ consciousness. Can you give any practical advice of how to do that? Well, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Lord's Prayer. There's that actually nothing wrong with the Lord's Prayer. It's a very mm-hmm. powerful prayer, especially um, uh, the Abunda Bashmael, you know, the... The the, the 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 Aramaic original version. Yeah. Um, which which is which is really quite something. If you know, pe- people should like have a listen to it, um, and then learn how to you know learn how to how to say it, um, including me, because <laughs> I used to know how to say it, but, <laughs> I, but I've I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> um, at any rate, um. Because it, 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 it's 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 really a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful prayer, um, so that you know that there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but then there's the attitude of being grateful or the attitude of um, looking forward to the future, um, the attitude of. Um, and, and and there's also there's also just the 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 one I, I really like is where you go into the heart you go into your heart and this is not really prayer um, but it's where you go into the heart and you look for God in your heart and you, and 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 you know that that's a process that that leads to the manifestation of love in in your life. Mm-hmm. So you, so I, I suppose the you know one of the ways that you could think about it is you go into that that um, is it uh, the, the Deuteronomy is it Devarim is that is that how you say it in in um, uh, in, in in Hebrew Devarim De, is is that Deuteronomy Devarim Devarim is that, uh, is I that, believe so, but yeah. I have to check, double check um, to be sure. Anyway, so you go into that Deuteronomist. You go the 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 big the good one. The 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 best of the of the two commandments, because really the the second commandment, the one from Leviticus, the one about loving your neighbor as yourself. That that's a that's a, almost a um, a corollary of the first one. So 
and then and then all of the right. other then then all the rest of the of the law the the Jewish the the, the uh, Mishnah uh, falls out of as as further corollaries out of those out of those two, but but the the one in 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 Deuteronomy is the is the main one, and if you go into that particular and you, you try to understand that what does that mean what is it you try to understand what does it mean to love the to love the one the one God because I mean that's what it actually say they say learn to love the the one God um, to love the one God with all of your all of your being effectively um, what does that mean and so if you go into your heart and you ask that question that is also prayer um, and that is probably you know asking that question and waiting to find out what happens you know so you have to ask it quite a lot you have to ask it with intent you have to you have to ask that question mm -hmm. with um, with an openness to receive you have to ask that question with um, with sincerity you have to ask that question realizing that you don't know the answer um, yeah then that is that to me in in a in a very real sense that to me is is the ultimate in prayer um, you know you talk we talk about you know at least in terms of prayer where you're asking for something so if you start from if you mm -hmm. start from there um, you could you know you you could you could certainly you could certainly ask for that and and that would be that would probably be yeah. a useful a, a useful thing to ask um and you know and, and then and then seek to understand what it is that that you are you know that you discover or that you're given or that you um come across or whatever it is you know seek to mm -hmm. understand it uh you know to take take what you're given and uh and you know and, and and take what you're given with gratitude and sincerity and and uh and develop uh develop yourself around what it is that you discover or what it is that you receive that that is um, yeah. that yeah, to yeah. me is the that's the um but yeah, I mean, and so in yeah. modern Judaism, in some some branches of modern Judaism, there's a practice called hitbodidut, which means being alone. And and the the practice is to have a conversation with God, in your own words, in your own way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's much the same concept as what we talk about as prayer. But in the Christian tradition, you get a lot of people who understand prayer as request, asking for things. Please give me this. Please give me that. Please give me the other. Where in this Hitpodadu tradition, it's kind of more like having a counseling session. So like, yeah, it's, I've had a hard day. <laughs> I'm not sure what I should do about this. <laughs> so it's kind of another... Uh, 
attitude to what can be said. Things that are just like, yeah, here's what's going on for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard about this. Oh, I've 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 heard of uh, I've heard of people saying, oh, you know, the the uh, God, why does this always happen to us? <laughs> that kind of, you know, we're like, <laughs> like, oh, you know, I, I went out and uh, and you know, I, I look, I did my best and. But it didn't seem to be enough, and I don't seem to have done, you know, good enough. You know, like seems things seem to have backfired on me, mm. or whatever. You know, um, I mean, that's yeah. that, that that sort of mirrors that that idea of, um, you know, the, the 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 Pharisee, or sorry, the scribe. Is it the Pharisee or the scribe? I can't remember. Anyway, the the guy that goes down to the temple and uh, and and he and uh, there's there's the the tax collector and the, and the Pharisee, and um, you know, and the and the tax collector, or sometimes he's he's called a publican. So I don't know how you get. I don't know why publican and mm. uh, and and tax collector, you know, share the same word apparently somewhere in the background. Wow. Anyway, uh, anyway, so the publicans there going, oh, you know, woe be gone me, I'm a sinner. You know, oh, beating my chest. You know, such a sinner. Yeah. You know, mea culpa, mea culpa. Um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And and of course the and of course the Pharisees like you know. I'm glad I'm not him. <laughs> he's at the temple. He's like, I'm glad I'm not that publican guy. You know, like, oh, you know, I, I, I pay my tithes. I do all the right things. I say all the prayers. I do all the, you know, I've, I've done all, I've done the sacrifices. I'm, I'm mm. good, God. You know, and of course Jesus says, you know, um, you know, says that you know the, the, the publican's the one who's the, who's, who's closer to, to, he- to the kingdom than, than, than the Pharisee, but. And a lot of people think, oh, that that means you've got to say that you're a sinner and you're, and that's not what it is. <laughs> it's like it's not it's not you know go go out there and go oh mea culpa mea culpa, yeah. You know, uh, that's not it. That's that that doesn't make you closer to heaven, um, or closer to the kingdom. It, it's it's that the the issue is more to do with the fact that that the Pharisee was um, was kind of uh was full of pride it's more that the pharisee was was um big noting himself was uh was saying that 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 he had nothing to learn you know that he that he was good you know that everything was fine that he was um it's more that it's more it's more an issue with the pharisee and since since jesus says a lot of pharisaical things in in the gospels uh we can pretty much think of jesus as a Pharisee, so he's criticizing his own. He's criticizing his own his own group. Um, uh, yes, you know, um, even if he even if he's the Zadok, you know, and I don't, you know, there's some, you know, there's some, uh, you know, I, I know that James is supposed to be Zadok, but um, but uh, uh, you know, so Sadducee, sort of, sort of, which is the where we get the word Sadducee from, but the um. The, the you know even he he's basically pharisaic and and he um and he he's making a criticism of pharisees because he is a pharisee so um and so i think that's the thing that we need to you know that that people need to take away from that little that little uh um parable isn't isn't that what you got to do is is go on about how you've been bad and you know tell everybody about how bad you've been because that doesn't 
that doesn't lead anywhere good. That just leads to you saying how bad you are. Um, and that's one of the big uh, dead ends that we went down uh, for the last couple of thousand years. Um, you know, where people went to confession and confessed all their sins and stuff to the priest. And the priest went, oh, yeah, it's good, you know, like, uh, you, you know, I absolve you, say some Hail Marys and off you go. Um, or, or, you know, in, in later times where they sort of turned it into more of a counselling session, like, you know, in the 20th century, that sort of style of things became more more popular because, um, I guess, because of the work of psychologists and stuff. So the church, uh, the, the, the Roman church, that is, um, and to a certain extent, I think um, some of the other ones, uh, you know, went down more that road. But the the, the thing is that, um, going into all the bad stuff you've done or that kind of thing, it's not really that helpful. You're far better off, um, okay, taking stock of the bad things that you've done, if you've done bad things or if you've missed the mark or whatever it is, um, and recognising that, okay, you've done that and, and let's move on, where are we going to next? In other words, turning the attention back towards the future and not towards the past because the stuff that happened in the past um you know it's going to come back to bite you anyway uh you're going to carry it with you anyway um you're better off looking into the future and discovering how you can do better it's much more important to discover how you can do better than to think about how how badly you did um, in the past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, so you, it's, go on. Yeah. So it's a kind of more positive outset, how we can be good. Mm. I, one of the things that I also think that if, if we really believe in this concept that we are absolved of our sins, yep. then we don't have to worry about them. <laughs> well, uh, we, cer- we certainly don't need to. We certainly don't need to be carrying around guilt about things, you know, about a- a- yeah. really anything. Um, that doesn't mean that uh, there aren't consequences for actions, because there are. Every action carries with it a consequence. So, um, and to a certain extent, there's also consequences for thought and feeling as well, but not on the same level as action, you know. So the consequences of, of your yeah. thoughts and feelings are uh, more to do with your inability. If, if, you, if you're unable to get your thoughts and feelings going in the right direction, then that'll just make it harder for you to make good decisions and act correctly. Um, it's, not, it's not that... Well, actually, I've got to be careful about this because, in fact, it is possible for you to, at another level, um, create a vector of harm at somebody else if you really, you know, that, you know, that's where the idea of cursing people comes from and that kind of stuff. So, look, I mean, that sort of stuff that 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 can happen, uh, and that's really not good if you if you if you put enough energy into it, you. You can do some, yeah. You can do some bad things that way, but you've got to put a lot of energy into it because, for the most part, 
um, uh, we're, we're not, most of us are not big enough motors or big enough engines of that kind of uh, psychic energy to, for, 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 you know, for us to need to really worry about it. Well, for most people to need to worry about it. There are a few people that, that need to worry about it. Uh, when you start developing other abilities, you need to worry about it. But, but you, as in, you need to be concerned. You need to, you need to concern yourself with it. But you don't. The average person really doesn't need to concern themselves with it that much. They only really need to concern themselves with it after they've started to develop uh, other faculties, other abilities. So. So when you do develop these other abilities, then it's important to be able to also control your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, yeah. And it also becomes possible to do so. It's not that hard to control thoughts and feelings. You know, people have got this wrong idea yeah. that that it's that it's really hard. Like, I don't know where we got this idea from, but, you know, I think it's because most people don't... The, most people, their thoughts and feelings have them, not not they have th thoughts and feelings. They're, yeah, they've stuff, never, never learned to do it. Yeah, stuff just comes it's into their mind. It's hard if you've not learned to do it. Yeah, stuff just comes into their mind and they go, oh. Same like, same like people say playing the violin is really hard. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't play the violin, it's really hard to play the violin. But if you learn to play the violin, it's not hard. <laughs> so if we've, if you've learned this stuff, then it's okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you belong to a very interesting church. I do, yes. <laughs> Well, I think it's an interesting church, anyway. <laughs> the liberal, the the liberal Catholic church. Why, um, why do you think it's interesting? Um, liberal Catholic. Yeah, well, well, I mean, because we combine a number of things together. Um, we combine the, the you know, we combine we combine the sacramental and ceremonial aspects of, um, of Roman Christianity and Catholic Christianity. C Catholic just means. Uh, universal but it doesn't mean universal in the sense of universal as in doctrinaire as in, you know you, everybody should listen to us because we know the truth uh but more like universal as in there is a, a catholic in the sense of there is a uh we provide a universal um we, we provide universally these sacraments so, in other words, anybody can partake in them. Every, every now, you may not get a lot out of them if you haven't done the other work, but you know, which is why, but you know, we, we've, which is why in the original church, you know, they used to kick out the, the, um, uh, the, 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 the probationers and stuff. Um, there's an actual proper word for it, but, uh, uh you know, the, the catechumens. Um, they used to kick them out after the sermon, and and nobody, and those guys didn't get to or those people didn't get to have uh, the, the Holy Eucharist you know, in the original. Um, you know, they, they got kicked out until they sort of uh, quote unquote passed the test and, um, you know, hmm. re received baptism and, and, and been, um, you know, and, and so they could, so they could partake. Uh, and that involved quite a lot of work for those people. Um, so the Catholic sort of thing says, well, we're going we're gonna to make it available to everybody. And we, we realise that, that, okay, not everybody's going to get the, the real benefits out of it, but at least we're, at least we're providing this to people. Um, and so that's what... That's what we're, we're getting doing. on a bit, bit, bit on a tangent here, though. We're talking about yeah, okay. Okay, so... Um, yeah, sorry about that. 
so so yeah, we 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 combine the 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 universality of the sacraments and the ceremony that produces them, or the ceremonial work that produces them, with um, with with freedom of thought and freedom of belief, and 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 uh, and an esoteric. Um, it's not a system, but more of an esoteric attitude, uh, which of, mm-hmm. within which there is an, there are a number of systems that can be used to uh, to drive you forward towards uh, towards Christ consciousness, um, and we consider it everyone's birthright to be able to move in such a way. So I found the experience of going to this church was was interesting because when you first walk in, it seems very much like a classic Catholic church. The kind of rituals, the clothes that people are wearing, it all looks very, very much like your Catholic church. But if you hang around and afterwards and talk to people, they sound more like Buddhists. And then if you read the texts and writings and kind of talk to people a little bit deeper, it starts to sound like some of the new age hippie ideas. Mm. It kind of has a real mixture of, of different elements to it. Yeah, it does, I guess. Yeah, so that, that's the freedom of belief thing. That's the freedom of thought aspect. Um, and I mean, I don't know what the, the new age hippie ideas are. I mean, we were founded by people that um, that were people that believed in, in the coming of the new age, um, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they were, you know, as in they, in fact, it was, it was people from that tradition that who founded us, that, that is this version of the, of the church um, who actually coined the term. So, um, you know, there's somebody else from that same tradition. The term new age. Yeah. The term new age that, that comes not from us, but from, yeah a related, a related uh, group um, who are distinctly mm. related to us. Um, so, yeah, we've got, um, I mean, I like to think, you could, you could think of us as being related to the Rosicrucians, you could think of us as being related to, um, to a certain extent, um, uh, the Steiner, the, the Steiner people. Um, you know, the, the, that is the mm. people that make the Waldorf schools. Um, you could think, and, and yeah. even, even though they, they've got their own, you know, they've got their own. Um, they've got their own branch of Christianity too, don't they? Yeah, which is. I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, well, I mean, the, and that's, that's it. They're a different, uh, they're, they're kind of like a blend of, um, they're kind of like a blend of, of Lutheranism with some really, some really, yeah, uh, different. And they use our church, actually. They, they use our they use our building mm. in in Perth, um, so yeah they um, they they they're sort of sort of Lutheran plus Lutheran come hippie or something like that or um, <laughs> <laughs> you know speaking of hippie Christianity I'm I spent some time in Byron Bay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was 
there is a, a bunch of Christians there who they're very classic Protestant Christian low church Christianity. You know, they yep. sing all of the classic um, Hillsong songs yep. and and dance around singing Hallelujah. Yeah. Yep. 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 But they do it playing djembes. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. It's like it's kind of like okay, they really really blended the hippie culture with with the classic uh, Christian popular Christian culture. Yeah, and that's Very that's that's another. I mean, I know some other people that have that have done some 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 similar sort of things around Perth, um, but uh, you know that you know, the, and they're into drumming and. That sort of thing, um, mm. you know. They've, you know, they've turned their, but, but again, it's very, it's very low church. It's very, uh, so it doesn't have any of the sacramental stuff. Uh, it doesn't have any of sacramental that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is the, yeah. This liberal Catholic church is very much high church uh, robes and and chants and yeah, all that sacraments all, and um, incense and. Bells. They used to the the mm. our Roman brethren used to used to call it bells and smells. That's what they. That's, bells and smells. Bells and smells. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Was, uh, you know, it's a, <laughs> only only the only the Romans could, could come up with that. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, there there are. They're, I mean, I not nice people though. Nice people. Um. So mm, yeah, that, there's a lot of. There's a lot of different uh, traditions out there doing very interesting things, and I'm I'm very in favour of personal expression and creating something that really works for you. Oh, that's the. But other I thing. also think that it's important to try and go deep, and uh, and this is where some of the the groups manage to go a lot deeper than others. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we certainly have that. We certainly have that option to go deep. I'm not saying that all of us do, mm-hmm. but but some of us definitely do. Some of us have done. And um, and yeah. the and the one thing I would say that we value above all else is personal experience. Um, you know, yeah. nothing nothing beats personal experience. And if you've got personal experience, if you've got personal experiences of certain things. Uh, then I'll tell you what, you know, when you go back and you read some of the early stuff, you understand it and you know what it means. And a lot of people, hmm. you know, who, who go back and they read, they read some of that stuff. They, I know they don't understand it <laughs> because, because the stuff that, yeah, anyway, so there's, um, you know, because, and the way that you check that is that you know that the, the things that you understand in early Christianity you realize are very similar to a bunch of other esoteric traditions that were going on at the same time as early Christianity. And they just used, you know, that Christianity was one of the vehicles and it turned out to be the most successful of the vehicles. Uh, and, and in fact, I suppose in many ways, Christianity was, uh, was designed to be a vehicle for this particular kind of knowledge or movement towards a certain kind of experience and when and and when you when you're able to get into that and and have those types of personal experiences then 
suddenly many things that seem very mysterious and archaic and 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 uh, don't make a lot of sense suddenly they make they make a lot of sense because yeah uh, right. b- b- because they're they're referencing the same elements as are in those experiences so mm-hmm. um you know there you go the kabbalists say that there are three levels to reading the sacred texts the sufis say there are seven levels to reading any any good sacred story and depending on who you are you will get a completely different meaning from from a good story like that yeah that's right that's right i, I like the seven levels idea uh that's what that's what uh, blavatsky used to say she used to say there are seven seven keys and uh i quite like blavatsky mm-hmm. i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not a I'm not a. There are some people that really believe in Helena Blavatsky. You know, you know, you know, almost like a religion. Um, I, I'm not one of those. Knock, knock, knock. Do you do you read the do you read the what's it called the secret secret doctrine secret doctrine? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you believe in Madame Blavatsky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and there's too many. Unfortunately, there's too many people out there who are like that. They 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 literally believe in her like she's, like like she's like she's a, a kind of a Jesus. Well, they they like that about everyone, every every great master, aren't they? Yeah, that's someone the, who believes in them. Yeah, was, yeah, I guess so. I guess sometimes so. I get sometimes I get worried that if I'm I'm going to be really successful and teach people about all of these wonderful spiritual things, they'll start believing in me, and how terrible that will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, like, like I don't know. Would it really be so bad? A <laughs> hundred years down the track, when they're fighting wars over, over the right religion, yeah, it would be terrible. Well, yeah. I mean, the the, the problem with the problem with someone like Helena Blavatsky, uh, unfortunately, now, is that is that, um a lot of people don't understand her stuff you know, and but they believe it hmm. but they don't understand it yeah. they just they just believe it and that's a little bit like um you know that's a little bit like what happens it's a lot like reading the bible isn't it it's very similar to to what happened with with the bible um yeah. you know the the groups that came up with that stuff the the groups that came up with christianity they were intent upon reading the bible in a very particular you know, I mean, the Essenes, right? They were, they were intent mm. upon all those groups that we that we now call Essenes. So, you know, I, I don't know whether they actually called themselves Essenes, um, yeah, or whether they called themselves the Fourth Philosophy, or whether they called themselves the, you know, whatever. But the thing is that uh, mm. whatever they called themselves, they were very intent upon. Um, they were very intent upon. Um, uh, Getting themselves in the right, you know, putting themselves in the right frame of of, of mind and, and putting themselves in the in a very, um, uh, you know, they they wanted to read the Bible in such a way, they wanted the, by the Bible I mean Torah. Uh, well, actually, not not all, not just Torah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think Psalms and you know, I think probably the whole of the um, the the whole of 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 Tanakh. Um, they wanted to read that in such a way that uh, 
that that they could see God in the pages. They could see, and they could see, and they could see salvation in the in the pages. You know that that's what they were reading it for. They were that was they were saying, um, there's a way forward here. There's there's a way there's a way into the future that allows us to be free. Um, and we just need to we, yeah. we need to read it with that intent. Um, not not to be obedient, but to be free. Mm. You see the mm. you see how it's it's, it's and so whatever it's whatever we are reading or whatever we are practicing, whatever church we go to, if we come to it with that kind of intent of finding God in it and finding the freedom in it, mm. then perhaps we get a little bit closer to Christ consciousness. Yeah, not not and and you must remember, of course, that by free I don't mean you can do whatever you want. Like you know, you, oh, you know, you know, um, um, do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. You know, like that's not mm. that's not it. Uh, well, although I don't know, some of the people that I know from Thelema would probably because they because the the next line is um, love is the law, love under will. So yeah. you know, so 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 those guys. Okay, but but dropping that, what you're talking about is freedom, yes, yeah? freedom, freedom, yeah. And but it's 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 freedom in what the sense. What do you mean by freedom? Freedom in the sense of um, um, freedom in the sense that freedom is a necessary part of. Um, uh, it, it, it's it's an it's a necessary uh, component to have peace. Without freedom, there can be no peace. Uh, and so, yes. free, so freedom is a necessary condition for peace. It's not sufficient, but it is necessary. And um, if we, since God is, since we can, we can consider God to be at least in, in one sense, to be peace, um, then we must have freedom in order to, in order to have that experience mm-hmm. or in, in order to have that, um, to, to merge, to merge with God in that way. Um, it, the other thing that's required is love. So if you have freedom yeah. and you have love, then you have peace and you have harmony. Um, and when you have peace and harmony, then, then everything, everything works. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, but without freedom, uh, you can't have a proper expression of love. You'll still get an expression of love, but it won't be a very nice one. Um, cause, cause love is the, <laughs> you know, love is, love is the basics. Love is the basic thing. It's, it's there in everything. So there's plenty of people that are doing the wrong things and thinking that they are doing them out of love. But if they're taking other people's freedom away, they are not on the right. They're, they're not doing things right. Or if they're taking their own freedom away, they're not doing things right. Um, mm. So, so it's freedom and love together. And, um, you, you've, you've, it, which is why they say turn the other cheek. You know, that's the that's the 
that's the idea of that. It's also the, you know, the the, the thing about loving your enemy. Well, it's it's love yourself as, uh, and lo- love the neighbor as yourself, which means yeah. you're loving self and neighbor, not not only the neighbor. Feel that's so right. if we can look for that, look for that love that threefold love the love of god the love of yourself and the love of others yep. then we'd be moving in the right direction wouldn't we yeah yeah well, so i'm going to stick on the end of our little conversation here if i can uh, a recording of uh, Maya, yeah the lord's prayer in aramaic so that people can get a good experience of it yeah and we'll have to finish here though we keep going it's so easy for us to keep talking for hours. <laughs> well, what, what, you know, one, we can one, do some more another time. One day, one day, uh, we, you you can move to a, a longer format when when you're when you're well known when you're a when, when you're a <laughs> when you're an influencer, or or if, if you're not already an influencer. Right, right. I can do in like an eight hour format where we, where we just talk all, <laughs> all day. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not suggesting that you do an eight hour format, but goodness, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, have you seen how long some of those other guys are going? Like how 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 long they go? They um two and a half and three and a half hours. Some of them. So yeah. But wow. I think I think you need. Well, I think we need, can do that sometimes. Oh, you have to be. I think you have to be some someone that's. Uh, you have to be to, you. You have to be someone who's a name, or talking to somebody who is a name, and then and then people will sit there and listen. Yeah, but and go, do you want to do you want to inflict that on people though? Really, <laughs> do you want to inflict that on people? Like I hear about these these the, these great spiritual masters who give three hour sermons, and it's like you know, do you really need to do that to people? Yes, they're <laughs> going to sit there and listen to you because you're a great master. But really, do you need to do that to people? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Well, I, I don't, I don't. I get, I, get, really. I, get in, I get in trouble if I get in trouble if my sermons go over ten minutes, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, or even even over seven minutes sometimes. Like they, I, I get taken aside and you know people give me a stern talking to. So it doesn't happen that often anymore. <laughs> but, but some of those little some of some of those some of those uh, old ladies can be quite they can be quite uh, quite stern when they want to be. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway um, okay so lovely talking to you we'll catch up again soon no worries let's let's uh, uh, yeah let's talk again soon see ya okay bye for now